0: Hi, everybody! Welcome to the Twyla After Show podcast. It's been a while. I guess we should say I'm Neil Malonsaw, and next to me is Avery Davidson, co-host of Twila, as well as Kristen Oaks White, as well as Carl Wiggers, producer of the show, Ali Doyce Shipley, and our intern Trevor Williams joins us for the first time. It's been a while, guys. Ooh, six yeah. people are happy table. to have you here. Yeah, thank six. You, thank people. you.
1: That's yeah, great. Trevor, our intern, made his Twila debut during our convention show and then graced us on the set this week. So, yeah. Trevor, what was that experience like, man? Um, the whole experience has been great overall. Convention, uh, gosh,
2: where do I start? Just so many people for one. and then, So
1: much work. So oh. much gopher work, too.
2: <laughs> a lot of gopher work, but it's it's okay. It's all a part of the job. But um, being on set, I never imagined it would be like this, but it's been an overall great experience
1: so see and you know you can fluff up your resume as uh, ali was saying by mm-hmm. putting that you've been on a nationally broadcast show yes yes did you know
3: that did you know that we were aired across the state
1: uh, the Nation? No, I didn't. Avery had just
2: told me about that. But you so. did tell me you have, you know, you have classmates that are fans of the show. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Teachers, classmates. Uh My teacher actually listens to the podcast. So if you're listening, Miss <laughs> Leah. Shout out, shout
3: out.
0: <laughs> Give her a shout out.
2: Miss uh, Leah, this is Trevor here on the podcast. If you're listening, <laughs> he hopefully wants you're He listening.
4: wants an A next semester. <laughs> Can I have some bonus points? Please. Bonus
1: points, please. Please <laughs> give that man some bonus points. Take yes. it easy on me right before I graduate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Graduating
2: in December. So looking forward to that as well. You still and, have a few weeks with with us, Trevor. What what's been the experience
3: like? I mean, I know convention was crazy. Mm. What's what's it been like? What's your what's um, your uh analysis?
2: Mm. Well, all of you are great, so oh, that's helped the
1: <laughs> flattery
2: will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's helped the experience overall. Um, but yeah, just being away from home, that's been the best part about it. Um, just getting my own experience, living by myself, not by myself, but you know, and uh coming to a job every day where it's actually nice at the job well i think it's nice here at the job uh, i'm glad you feel that
1: way <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> his
2: boss is tough man oh uh, yeah about him how do you yeah. like the critiques <laughs> critiques carl <laughs> oh, you're actually a little worse than avery what wow, wow. dude <laughs> boy you really worked on that yeah. <laughs> i
3: did not know that was coming that was
1: surprising recently be recently man.
2: been yeah
4: my how times have changed they have <laughs>
1: But you see, that's good because that's how you're going to get better. You mm-hmm. know, the Do you only feel like thing- you've learned stuff
2: through those
3: critiques. That's what I was going to oh, ask. No, yeah,
2: most definitely, they've been all beneficial. So yeah, no worries.
4: Carl's no, going to cry later. I, I was sorry. about to say he cri- <laughs> he cried in the basement for two weeks. After <laughs> <laughs> AJ and Avery critiqued it his first brutal. package.
3: Oh, Carl! I cried. went through those intern uh, at internship uh, critiques as well. So that's why I was. Mm. I- I'm
1: sad that I've become <laughs> what made me cry. <laughs> No Excuse tears you know. shed, right?
5: Apparently no, it's no a rite tears. of passage.
1: No tears. no tears. It's true that Here. the abuse is passed on from the abuser to the abused, and the cycle keeps going. Oh, That's no. not true,
4: because if to... you learn from it, then mm-hmm. you yeah. try to do it you in will. a different See, way.
1: I got harshly critiqued on mine, even though I had no
0: TV background when I came in. Mm. And uh, Bill Sherman was a producer at that time. He was unmerciful on me. And then later on, he brought in an independent consultant to watch the show, and he watched my piece, and he said... Yeah, I think that was great. What's the problem? Oh. And Bill couldn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> so get good. That's the best solution I, gotcha. you know, I've got. If you get really good at this stuff, it's its own own reward and answer to gotcha. all your critics.
3: Hopefully. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm really shook because <laughs> Kristen has said this before that like when Avery will give a critique, it's it's usually pretty harsh, but it's usually all on point. And then I will come in, she said this before about somebody else, that I would come in and give like a nicer version of that. And Kristen was kind of that way with whenever AJ yes, and Avery,
4: because you were the was, nice. I overheard it and, it, and <laughs> I've been there and I knew how brutal it was and so, who came in there and
3: Soften things up. Tisha, baby. Tisha, okay. baby. Don't quit.
4: <laughs> no, I said that there were good things.
3: You found the good things, which, anyways, I thought I would be a little bit more that guy. I was, oh, I am kind of shocked too
5: from overhearing it. I would have, I wouldn't have.
3: Yeah. I think you're just being really trying to suck up to Avery. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. That's what it is. We'll <laughs> say <laughs> that to make you feel better. It's really what's Wait, happening we finally
0: turned him over to the dark side.
3: No, oh, I'm not. <laughs> so. You've done a couple stories, Trevor. Yes. This is gonna be the Trevor show, actually. Okay. This is like an interview. This is <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you what's the one biggest thing you learned and you figured out like, oh man, I don't need to do that ever again?
2: Um, I can probably say two things. Um for one, I have porta potties in two of my shots
4: for <laughs> <laughs> my
2: last uh, story. So definitely no porta potties in the background.
5: Now, who pointed <laughs> um, that out?
2: Avery actually pointed. He actually made a lavish talk. out of me. He called Neil to the room and they were.
5: I can. I, can I will back. Really? I'm That's gonna, not nice. I'm going to back up Trevor's story there.
1: <laughs> Say, bruh. Bro. I mean, that's, hey. that's that's what you got to do. I mean, the-, the
5: That's hazing. Got,
4: public humiliation. Yeah. Yeah, public humiliation.
5: Pull me
2: to the side or something. But.
5: <laughs> you watched <laughs> oh, him do it. You watched him shoot it. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I did not. There. I okay. was there, but I'd never, I told you, I was going to let you handle everything on your own, true. except for that one spot where you were like, I can't find a way oh, yeah. to shoot this, yeah. so yeah. I set up that, right, and then right. I shot your stand up. True, true. So I- was watching you work and seeing where you needed help. But if you didn't ask me for help, you hey, you got this, right? Okay. You got yeah. this. So, whenever it comes time to look at it, it's a mistake that we've made. Mm-hmm. And so, that's why I'm so willing to make fun of it. Because, dude, I've done it. I've put a dumpster behind someone before in a shot. Yeah. Well, and, you know, th- it's not like you were doing something that I haven't done myself. Right, right. Well, and gotten made fun of for. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I did
2: it, so I, I want to do that again. So, <laughs> so no more porta potties, as well as the other thing you no said. No more porta potties, and second thing, hmm, I'm trying to think about the first story I did. Um, probably just making sure I get the right footage. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Just because once I'm back in editing, I can't go backwards, and you
1: know, you can't go back to the field and shoot that yeah, up again. Yeah. yeah. So just overshooting than undershooting. So. Yeah, I told you, I told you when we went out the first time, uh, you know, you're always going to be back in that edit booth Mm -hmm. or at the computer screaming at yourself mm-hmm. like why didn't i get this what was yes. i thinking why didn't i get a tight shot of that why right. didn't i you know why did i edit myself in a hole here right right exactly well that's yeah. valuable learning experiences i'm glad you've gotten that uh, mm-hmm.
3: and you've been you've been fun to have around i'll stop it Thank welcome you. to inside <laughs> television <laughs> <laughs> so what else has been happening guys Kristen, how's life How's a baby?
4: Uh, he is walking full speed <laughs> everywhere. He is in the toilet. He is <laughs> crawling in the shower. He is eating dog food, playing with razors and X-Acto knives, you name it.
1: <laughs> Everything a boy should do. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
4: It's a lot. He's biting, he's slapping, he's hitting. I keep thinking about you all the time. Like, this is my future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's cute, though. He is real cute. He's mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's one thing both you and Carl have cute little boys. Mm. Has it blown your mind
3: that, like, the next post the next you make week. about his, like, yeah. month mark is a year? Yeah. Mm. I can't believe it. Brittany started planning birthday party, I don't know, a little while back. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: feels like it's gone fast, but then it's also been like... Well, Forever, what, what, what longest I have, year yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. I under—I I always say this, but I, I completely understand now when people, they always say, the days are long, but the years are short. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's completely true.
1: <laughs> it's like you can't imagine your life without them, and then it's like it goes by so quick. It's like just yesterday Luke was born, and here he is. He's going to be 11 this year, mm-hmm. you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy
0: crazy. It felt like that. We were talking about old uh Greg Fox has two two kids. Uh his oldest is Stone. And he I saw a picture of him the other day. He's taller than his daddy. He's six two, mm-hmm. six one, six Good two, three. something like that. And I mean, like literally it felt like just yesterday Stone was in here on his daddy's arm, hiding his face because he was too shy to, mm. you know, introduce himself. It's just amazing.
3: Mm.
1: It happens quick. Getting old on Twyla. You know. And now for our next segment. <laughs> get off my lawn.
4: <laughs> From our loyal crotchety old man Neil. <laughs> I
0: did reply all to a work email the other day and Megan Gravelwalking.
4: No you did <laughs> not. I did. Yes he did.
0: About it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I deserved it. It my first time responding to an email. Mhm. <laughs> How embarrassing. Anyway, so so
0: let's talk about the show uh, this week. Uh, My piece got bumped for Trevor. (laughs) Trevor bumped me. Trevor
3: had a better story. Yeah. Oh, okay.
5: Old guys out, new (laughs) guys in. Uh, mm It's because you replied Mm. all to that email. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) We're ageists. I deserve it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Trying to get. One day
4: you'll all know what (laughs) I'm going (laughs) going. That's what I was waiting for.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's the voice. No, yeah, your story did get bumped, but we had other stuff that was more timely and needed to be in there. Yeah, not the least of which is corn harvest. Corn harvest. Early. Yeah, it's probably probably realistically about a week, 10 days early than for some folks. Some folks down here in South Louisiana especially that are uh, dry land, corn, corn. it dries out quicker they're trying to get it out of the field quicker for hurricanes and stuff like that that could come in and uh i mean you know the kind of havoc that a storm can wreak on a crop like corn that's uh dried out and and weak you know so a lot of wind could do a lot of damage so anyways yeah a lot of dry weather throughout the month of june and uh and even in, in the July, we've had a couple of showers here and there, but the southern half of the state especially has been in uh, drought mode, as we've talked with Jay Grimes about. And uh, so, yeah, that corn dried out, and it's ready, and they're harvesting, and they're pretty pleased with what they're seeing so far. Who was the farmer, and how did his crop look? A farmer is Kirk Stelly, and I'd never met him. Actually, I'd met him. Come, he had been through the office. Um, he's a, a customer of Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Department um shout th- out to them because they do a they, fantastic job they do and he spent a lot of time just raving about how much that's improved his quality of life and and his farm because they handle a lot of the uh the nuts and bolts of that of the marketing game that he's like i mean with the acreage we have and and you know the small groups that they have running their farm it's it's nice to have somebody taking care of that for him and they deal he said they're on the phone he was singing their praises but He's a customer of of the Farm Beer marketing team, and that's how I got hooked up with him because Greg Fox gave me his number and was like, hey, go visit this guy. He was great. He was awesome. It felt like, I mean, I could have been on my dad's farm for all I knew because corn and soybeans, just a, a couple hours south of Wigger's Farms. Right? <laughs> I mean, we were definitely down between uh, the interstate and 190 south of Port Berry. So, anyways, his corn looks great. He's uh. He's really tickled with what what the yields he's seeing so far. He's they're cutting some of the uh, more marginal stuff that's that's kind of the most ready, obviously, but also the stuff that would be most impacted by any kind of weather that would come. And the dry weather helps corn, right? Yeah, it helps dry that stalk out, dry those uh, those ears out, so they um, they need the moisture down around fifteen percent before they can send it to a barge. And stuff he was they were cutting over the last couple of days is somewhere between. 17 and 15 percent he was actually a couple loads that he was cutting yesterday afternoon were fourteen five, which is ready for the barge so he's running it through the dryers runtime and into a truck into the barge to uh to the mississippi river so
0: which, for those of you who don't know, that saves farmers a lot of money. They, they a lot of times when they cut, they're cutting later. It's rainy in Louisiana, so they have to spend a lot of time drying, which is energy costs that run up the the cost of the corn. And so, we're making messes in their field. They have to right exactly, and so the, the the other thing is, is that the hot, dry weather this season has been kind of bad for soybeans, which have stunted in the field in a lot of places, and uh, uh, they may not make. We don't know how it's going to affect or play out. And it's it's very different because of the hit or miss rains across the state. But uh, you know, for corn at least, it's it's good. And the the weird thing is, is that I'm going to do a rice harvest story on Friday, and normally it's rice then corn. Yeah, you know, yeah. where they're hitting which at the I think.
3: Same time. I mean, Allie, you tell me if I'm wrong, but some rice is being harvested now, probably that. I think
5: so. I think. Quite a few people are in the field. Yeah,
3: it seems about right. So it probably still may have been a little bit ahead of corn, but it's not unusual for rice to be harvested mid July. Corn is a little bit uh, more. It's a little bit more of a of a novel story. Yeah. Um, But that just speaks again to the hot, dry summer we've had. And uh, like I said in the in the show lead, Mister Kirk was excited about it. He's ready to get this crop out. Not, I mean, it's a good crop. He thinks that everything looks really good, but also. The earlier they can get that crop out, the less nights they're stressing about a storm that could brew up in the Gulf, um, they, yep. could, they could that could wreck uh, wreck a crop. So he he's really tickled to get it on out. So, anyways, it was cool.
1: It's cool yeah. to go and do that story. And Neil, I know you talk a lot with Grayson and Close and Greg Fox over in the marketing uh, department. Um, the What's going on with Ukraine and mm-hmm. commodity prices? How is that looking, especially for, for our corn growers, given what's been happening there, Russia pulling out of the, right. the deal?
0: Right. Well, as you know, Russia this week pulled out of the Black Sea grain deal, and the markets didn't react. Wheat was actually down that same day. They wow. announced it that morning, and it closed lower. So that tells me that... Uh, the lack of Ukraine grain is already kind of factored in into the markets. Now, since then, over the last two days, we've seen double-digit gains across the board for all of grain prices. That's due to hot and dry weather in the Midwest. And so um, it's a good thing for for us as far as if our crop makes, if the soybean crop makes, they'll get good prices. It's back above $14 now for, for beans in the nearby contract. But the... You know, of course, there's so many factors there that still have to go. Uh, weather in the forecast could drop those. You know, wet, rain in the forecast could drop those those prices back down. Um, the good, another big thing that's affecting it is the drop in inflation. That's really helping farmers uh, as well. So they may be able to eke out a profit. We'll see, but it's it's kind of like. Bated breath. Everybody's waiting, you know, with with bated breath as to, to how the the crop is going to be. In, of course, in Louisiana, as Carl mentioned, hurricane season could change everything. So, <laughs> how's uh, Kristen? How's Landon's bean what did, crop? looking? Would you
4: say the soybean prices closed at yesterday?
0: Uh, fourteen twenty,
3: something like that.
0: I gotta, to go call, no, I gotta I gotta go call Kristen's my partner and, and tell him to
4: go book some. Roll beans. out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Surely, if you had a marketing person like Grayson or uh, I'm sure Landon stays in that <laughs> they, market.
4: yeah, they they've they've I've, they've got a lot of them uh, booked, booked already, already. Mm-hmm. the it, it's just like it feels like every year that it depends on which field it is. There were some it I don't know where Winsboro f- fell on the map, but it seems like every time a front comes through that in Monroe, North Louisiana, every time, They're getting plenty of rain up there, and it's just like it just stops, cuts
3: off at Landon. Yeah,
4: no, it it feels like it feels like Winsboro. Yeah, when you look at the map or the the radar, cuts off. So they've got, so we've had some hit or miss rain showers in some fields. Now, one field that normally stays wet, no matter what year it is, they have no rain. What have not had any rain in that field whatsoever, Mm. and so some are dry and definitely could use rain. But then they've got some that are. Getting pretty close to harvest they planted in March. So it's kind of all over the board.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jake Grimes posted a picture of the Baton Rouge area where I live, and literally there's a hole around the city. There was a a, a thing over rain thing over two to three days, rain, rain that had fallen, and there was a literal donut hole around in the Baton Rouge area where it just
4: hasn't rained. Gone, gone around. Yeah,
0: we got rain this past Sunday, but that was the first in two
4: weeks. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah, we did too.
3: But I I know what you're saying about that. I know Dad and them have gotten um, some of those timely showers that have been like prayers answered. But they've also had some that are like there's no way we missed this, and then yeah. it just shuts off. Like would
4: be like an eighty percent chance, and then it yeah. There's not a cloud. In and
3: the sky. I know I know that's also further down. James Davis, I did the story last year on the drought with his Cotton Alley. You came with me to that and followed up. That he was saying he kind of experienced. There's rains that always come and like they'll just peter out or just yeah. turn.
4: He was saying that at convention. He's, I think yeah. yeah,
3: it's just something about that that Delta region that, that Mississippi yeah. River. I don't know, but anyways, that that's just a constant. Like, yeah. why why would it stop right there? <laughs> why would it do that? But I don't know how weather works, so that's why we that's why we lean on people that do.
1: Jay Grimes. Yep, I see. Neil Neil's pulling, pulling up. up the He's picture. He's pulling up the picture right there from Jay for everybody to see.
3: All yep. and that's so strange
4: because, the, like Landon always says, it always rains in Baton Rouge. Every afternoon it rains in Baton Rouge. And it's,
3: not this. It year. was it
0: was all around us. I mean, then this was a a week ago. Is there? Can we post that on on with this podcast? Uh, yeah, probably. All right. I don't well, know. We'll, we'll I'll see. get it out there to show you guys. Sell to our producer.
1: It. I'm I'm sure Jay wouldn't wouldn't mind as long as we give him credit and mm-hmm. you know keep a uh, keep sending uh, awards his way.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually interviewed. I interviewed Jay a couple of weeks ago for a story that ended up changing before I could get the second interview for my story. I was interviewing him about the drought and the heat that we've had during that the end of June window, and over the weekend. So I interviewed him on Friday, and then on I was hoping that Friday to go be able to go get a story with a farmer in central Louisiana where that drought has been creeping up to. Ended up getting out there on Monday after he'd had two showers over the whole over the weekend. And when I got there
1: on Monday, it was still raining. Yeah, that was Ryan Yerby you talked to. Right. And if, if you want to guarantee <laughs> that there's rain, go see Ryan Yerby. I feel like, in
3: fact, it's kind of funny.
5: You should have seen him earlier. I should have gone and seen him in time. June.
3: I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, actually, whenever I was there, Kristen Avery was gesturing to Kristen. Kristen and I went and did a Young Farmer and Rancher story with them, what, 2016, I think?
4: I don't know why, but I guess it's on my memories. Watch those bloopers from when it was raining.
3: It mm-hmm. it rained like crazy when we went up there to shoot a story, and we were just killing time in the shop, and Kristen wrote on a chalkboard they had, Twilo was here, W-U-Z. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that picture, like... Pops up in my memories as well. But also, they said that's still there on the chalkboard. (laughs) Oh, is it? (laughs) I didn't go into the shop to see it, but it was definitely raining. I got a bunch of video of the rain coming. And uh, so my interview with Jay about the drought and its effects on crops, I would have had a difficult time making that a story with my interview with Ryan, having rain pouring in the background of his shot. But I didn't. But we did do something for social media, but... While I was there, I got other interviews with Jay about uh, just heat safety, which is pertinent mm-hmm. all the time. In Louisiana, every summer. So
0: it's still, the drought is still relevant simply because. Even though they may have gotten range, those farmers with irrigation have to irrigate. That's still cost that runs up regardless of what the weather does. And it's mm-hmm. it's a lot it's similar to last year. Remember we did mm-hmm. that that thing. And then two weeks of rain came in and hurt a lot of farmers, especially in that central Louisiana area. So I'm hoping you know we get timely rains, but not not what we had last year.
1: Yeah, yep, I know. Whenever Trevor and I were down at the fast food farm for the uh, the steam event with the the Louisiana Ag in the Classroom program, we saw the rains in the distance, mm-hmm. but never never had any. No you know, and nothing fell where we were. But mm-hmm. uh, I figured that was a nice segue to get That's, into. I was about to say a story. beautiful
0: segue. Beautiful. Yep. So, Trevor, tell <laughs> us about your story at the fast food farm.
2: Um yes, yeah, so the fast food farm. Um, it's a farm that's been there for twenty two years. Um, and so this year they hosted an event and it was basically inviting teachers to come learn a little more about agriculture and how to you know apply it to their own classrooms into their own lesson plans for their students. Um, no, no kids were there this time, so it was all the teachers out there getting all the uh, hands on activities and stuff like that. So, is it an actual farm? Is it a farm? Fast food farm?
3: Can y'all let me know? It's kind of a demo farm, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, they've got. There's a real farm, right? There's a real there. farm all, all around. Yeah, okay. that's all the email family's uh, sugar cane all mm. around it. So yeah, the farm oh, wow. is there, but but it's more to show, you know, it's where your food. It's a classroom. A classroom. Um, yeah. It's,
2: oh wow. Yeah. You know,
1: have you ever been there, Ellie?
5: I've actually not ever been out there, but I did. Was reading social comments. We shared some photos from when y'all were out there last mm. week, and the feedback was great. There was a lot of people mm. sharing it on Facebook, saying thank you so much for hosting this event. Can't wait. So, hopefully that'll transpire into some more ag in the classroom in Louisiana's...
1: Well, I I tell you what, there were a lot of teachers there from all across the state. I mean, they had... How many many did they... It was 50 teachers who... uh, They had 60 registered, 50 showed up, and... 20 parishes. Yeah, 20 Mm. parishes. That's awesome, (laughs) especially
5: during the summer.
1: Yeah.
3: One thing I remember in my in your package that I critiqued mm. obviously so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Still
4: what did you, salty?
3: <laughs> there was that there was a, a soundbite with one of the volunteers with the again in the classroom that was there helping kind of run the workshop and she said reaching these teachers is so important because of the the exponential impact they have on all the students that mm-hmm. they'll be able to teach, which I, was, I thought that was a really cool thing to include in the story because it is it's valuable. Like, we reach the teachers, we reach the students.
5: Right, and we're talking 50 teachers here, but if each teacher has 20 students in their classrooms, it's multiplying. And,
1: yeah, that was really so. cool. Mm-hmm. And then... What I also thought was really cool was they had, you know, teachers from Orleans Parish there, which normally we don't see a whole lot from, come from Orleans to to some of these ag in the classroom because it's not a whole lot of agriculture right, in right. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So to see them there, that was just, it was brilliant. It, it made it like, okay, we're really getting to the the students that we need to, the the urban kids who, who may not get to see a farm field.
0: And while the emails have that's a demonstration farm. They are legitimate sugarcane farmers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sure. I just want to okay. make sure we say that. Yeah. yeah please. So I mean, scrap email was <laughs> a stalwart in this in, in the sugar industry. Right. And the son's uh, picked up the mantle.
3: Uh Trevor, mm-hmm. Avery talking about this the the reaching the urban kids, I'm not saying you're Super urban. You're from Natchitoches,
1: right? Uh, yes. Yeah, we didn't do but... a full introduction of you, but... <laughs> okay. But he's, he's not urban at all. No. Coming from Natchitoches. But, but you're not, <laughs> not... No farm background,
3: background. Farm background.
2: No agriculture background at all.
3: What, what's been your take so far? I mean, on that. Like, well, has that been a...
2: Drinking from a fire hydrant a little bit? Let me say, before coming, I didn't know what I was going to walk into. Um, I knew I didn't have any agricultural experience or background, so me coming to this internship, I was like, okay, like, what can I, how can I apply myself if I don't know anything about agriculture? Um, But, you know, I've been learning things, you know, you guys have been telling me different things, you know, about agriculture and farming and just the different events and um stories I've been doing has helped me, you know, gain more information on farming and agriculture, so...
1: You know, it's been overall just a learning experience all around. Yeah, the the core of it is, it's just storytelling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. We just so happen to tell stories about agriculture, but it's, it's the people. It's always right. the characters that make the story, and so finding the characters. And fortunately in agriculture, we're blessed with a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Some of them bordering on cartoon characters, but we have a lot of characters <laughs> in, <laughs> in agriculture, and uh, some you know, in this room. Got well. any examples? Examples? Oh no, no, I would not list any Ryan Yerby examples <laughs> in this. I thought or, you were going to say Greg Grabois. Well, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. That's that's another one. Uh, I'm
5: ironically listening to Matthew McConaughey's book right now on my commute and okay. he tells a story about how he stays in trailer parks like when he would travel for shows he would stay in his Airstream in trailer parks for that reason because of the characters and the people that you meet in trailer parks it's like oh that's pretty interesting. Yeah. She also did
4: because she his wife did a cooking segment on Today show a while back because they had been shooting in Louisiana. Huh. So much for True Detective, and um, they also shot. He did Dallas, a River movie. Dallas Buyers Club. There, she did a because there are so many Dollar Generals in Louisiana. She did a Dollar <laughs> General cooking special about. <laughs>
1: so you did
5: know? It
1: involve adding Nerds candy to something?
5: No, it was. No? Hey, Dollar General has stepped up, and some of them now have like Purdue sections. Oh, so. do they?
1: Which that's, where? That's good because I mean I don't think
5: says, does, but they serve
4: food deserts they do you know they, it, I, I would not go to the grocery store if they had because that's the closest thing yeah. to my house
3: you got one right at the end of the road huh mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> she did frozen shrimp and uh, frozen I didn't know they had frozen shrimp at Dollar General um, now you gotta go Might that's be little, interesting who knew stepping up
1: uh, I'm gonna stick with getting my gulf caught shrimp I was about Delgum to say check the label from, you know uh, coca tree or somewhere yeah. like that <laughs> I, uh, that is
3: that is interesting that Matthew McConaughey would say that because that is I mean like Avery said the characters we get to meet and interact with in this job is kind of what makes the job so awesome I had, I said that about going and visit with Kirk yesterday yeah. just mm-hmm. just I just felt good when I left doing that story
0: well Allie brought up cooking we have a cooking segment on this week's show Avery
1: yeah which oddly enough we didn't get to actually do any cooking on but mm-hmm. the feasting on agriculture was just one of those experiences this time that it it felt really good. Um, So we went out to the Southern University Agricultural Center, uh, their uh, research station just uh, north of Baton Rouge, and uh, ended up meeting with uh, Dr. Pat Bagley. He's been involved in agriculture for 40 years. I mean, he knows livestock better than almost anybody in the state. And he's taken... The beef herd that was there at Southern University from having a body score of 1 to 2 to now up to uh, 5, 6, or 7. And they've started what's known as sun beef. That's what they're labeling it. So, Southern University natural beef. And so, no hormones, no antibiotics. Um, they are bred there. They're backgrounded there, they're fed there, and then they're processed at the meat lab at Southern University and then served to the students at Southern University in the cafeteria. So the cafeteria at the Southern University Baton Rouge campus is the farthest this cow has ever been away from its mother. And so it's from conception to consumption, all right there on Southern's campus. That's, that's really neat. Cool. That's that's and, very cool. And so what an educational opportunity that yeah, is. I mean, that's the great thing is we, we and we talked to uh to Curtis Chisley, who's the manager of the Meat Lab there, and how important it is to have something like this for the students to be able to learn how to break down the animal, what, what does it mean to grade choice, and why the genetics side and working on that front end makes a difference on the consumption end. Yeah, that's really cool. And they're they're about to do an expansion there at the Meat Lab as well. They're 6, gonna 000, break around. six thousand square feet. Yeah, six thousand square feet awesome. and add on uh some more classroom space. Cause right now the classroom, we started off the tour in the classroom and it maybe sat thirteen students. They're gonna up it to where it can hold about fifty students. Mm. And um the processing area is going to have an observation deck. So students will be able to watch what's oh. going on and learn a lot more. Like surgery. Cool. Yeah. Kind of like surgery, but you know, with something that you're going to eat later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think uh Allie's husband makes sure that they're gonna eat anything after he's done there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Propimentos. Um,
1: uh, the I always take it to the darkest places, Allie. Well, I'll I'll tell you this my
0: dad All when he was that. in medical school would do autopsies and they would eat sandwiches over the cadavers.
5: Really? I mean... That's awful. <laughs> I have smell like cadaver scrubs. That's terrible.
3: <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> Southern, it's really cool <laughs> that they're teaching that that processing side. Because I remember whenever I first started talking with Galen Iverstein, mm-hmm. whenever he was opening his butcher shop, that's kind of a lost art. Mm-hmm. And I know processing and butchering is two different things, but not doesn't have to be. No, it's, it's kind of the beginning of that process. And that's something he was saying that it's, it's hard to find that the labs or the, the facilities don't exist, but there's also not the workforce that exists for those facilities that they need for a lot of localized
1: production. But the other thing that they're doing at th- with the Southern University Meat Lab is they're going to work on becoming USDA certified. Wow. So that when folks get their animals processed at Southern University, they'll be able to ship them across state lines. And awesome. that's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think right now we only have two USDA-certified uh, facilities in the state, and that being McNeese and Coastal Plains mm-hmm. over there in Eunice. So this would be huge for this area.
3: Yeah, but they, they bring it that to as half well. the state, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, I mean, the biggest thing that I see is – You've got to have people who can go in there and train on how to cut these animals, mm-hmm. you know? And that's – I mean, if you don't have that, who's going to do it? Right. And so, to train the next generation, they have to physically go in and make these cuts and mess up and learn from that experience. And now that the beef has a place to go to, it's okay for them to, to do it that
1: yeah. way. And then the beef itself was so good. Yeah. So, uh, they gave me a pound of the eighty-five fifteen ground beef and And what makes this a little bit better is normally when you go buy ground beef at your grocery store, big box store, it's going to be cull animals. It's going to be older animals. Well, these are steers that were raised there and are still young. So, it's very, very tender. The sausage they served me, oh, my God. For one, it had smoked for a few hours in a rotisserie smoker where it looked like a big... Uh, Ferris wheel almost inside where it was smoking so mm. oh my gosh that was so good Ice rub they used I
0: know they didn't have an elaborate meal for you there but smoking sausage is still cooking Oh yeah, still feasting mm. oh
1: yeah I say you didn't have a cooking segment but you had a feasting segment yeah I definitely <laughs> feasted and what the bad thing is you just see me take like two one actually, I took two bites before the end of the segment, but I ate another two sausages after we were done, uh, and we were there was more than just you know, we're, me and Stuart. There is we're, ours we're, in the freezer. here? How about right? that, Oh,
5: and well, we were all here when you got back. Yeah, we yeah.
1: were. we'll just ha- uh, have to make another trip to mm-hmm. Southern, mm-hmm. Southern mm-hmm. University. I should have gained. Mean, I'm sure should Dr. Katera Williams would be happy to have lunch. us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we'll go hang out with Dexter Newman and say it though, Kristen. Nope. But Just say it.
4: Would you bring me <laughs> nothing? <laughs> nothing in in the
1: freezer is nothing. is a pound of uh eighty beef. No,
5: I'm good. Beef. Oh look, he's for been sure? holding out. Wait, uh, he, yeah, he did bring some gotta back. And farm nobody. That's all you, gotta do. you just got to ask. Okay. The exactly. Moments passed. No, dude. <laughs> I
1: don't want it if I have to ask for it.
5: So, oh, so this
4: is the thought that is counts? A sausage making story. So what? Is This a sausage making story? No, it was
1: more so about the everything leading up to the sausage making. So it was a cattle making. A beef making story.
4: Mm. I was about to say, isn't that one of the cardinal rules?
1: I know, bring back something.
4: No, of. Oh, you don't want to see, see how the sausage is made. Just like TV?
1: Yep. TV. You don't want to see how TV is made. You don't want to see how the sausage is made. Mm. But it was fun seeing how the beef is made. That's cool.
3: Uh-huh. Ooh, there go. I've met uh, Dr. Bagley. Mm-hmm. And he's so intelligent. And it's just like, just very impressive
1: gentlemen yeah the only negative I can say was that he told me he was good friends with Ron Harrell mm. a retired uh, commodity director <laughs> here at Farm Bureau but well, nobody can is. be
0: perfect
3: <laughs> <laughs> um anything else in the show this week uh, oh there is something else in the show this week a boost yeah it's worth talking about and I know we've talked we've gone for a while sorry every listeners but uh what so happens whenever we don't do we it haven't for talked a while
5: we so catch long. up
1: on everything Allie tell us about this boost
5: Carl, you were just as much a part of it as I was. So, but I want you to talk
1: about it. Yeah, you didn't talk. It was your idea to make
3: it, put it in the show.
5: Um, so we get to have a lot of visitors now in the new office in the new studio. We get a lot of people coming on through. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we should set up tours and sell tickets. shit.
1: and we well we had 4H come through. Oh yesterday
5: yeah, we did. We've, well. been, we've been really busy. Mm-hmm. But um, one of our coworkers, Megan, has a camp going on with her nieces and took them to work Monday.
3: Calls it camp. It's just a week, a week <laughs> babysitting. A week of
5: babysitting. <laughs> um, and she put them on reporting duty and had her her nieces go around the office interviewing staff on a subject i think one did sugar, sugar cane. cane
2: and then weather weather
3: mm-hmm. and
5: they made themselves right at home on our set so avery and Kristen, y'all better watch out
3: they they came by that morning probably what 10 o'clock 9 30 and we're like i was like oh y'all should do a story haha yeah and they took <laughs> they came back like 30 minutes later i was like do a story on sugar cane i was thinking they're Got some kind of connection to some walls here. There's got to be some sugarcane knowledge somewhere in these little <laughs> noggins. Well, she comes back 30 minutes later with a notepad and was like, how long should it be? And <laughs> it was like working on it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm helping Megan kill time. I think they I said
5: she, they even went over to the commodity department. Yeah, went around the corner. Um, Brian Bro and all and that yeah, fun stuff.
3: Yeah, so they came back around 1130 or so. And they're like, how's 130 to film? And I was like, great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
5: so
3: they both came in with the. They
5: critiqued your background graphics. I mean, they, they, were, they were are happy. on it. A
3: graphic, and they're like, uh, "Mine's about the weather." Mm. I was like, "I don't have a, a radar <laughs> image to show. I'm sorry," but they, yeah, they were they were all about it. It was great,
1: and it, nice was, really, it was really it was really cute. And they were more on time than. I usually am getting on set. I mean,
3: well, they showed up at 1:30. They wrote their own scripts, so I didn't I couldn't be the delay there. So <laughs> they were they were doing <laughs> And who did they shout out? I think Oh, they gave a shout out to Matt Sergo and Harvey Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently they helped with the reports as well. <laughs> apparently they were they were. They, I'm guessing Harvey and Matt walked by at some point while they were doing their report and say, "Oh, you should say Harvey so, and Matt." Those helped. are guys in our safety department. Yeah, I was about to say that's facility and safeties.
5: Carl did not but, get a shout
3: out. I was like, oh, "What about the guy pushing record in here? <laughs> what about him? They don't care about him. <laughs> button pusher. I'm just a button, pusher, button pusher. But it was really it fun. Was- it was cute." Um also sparked a little idea. Yeah, as I was saying,
5: Carl, you should share we your should, idea from that. I'm
3: do it right here. It's not fully developed, but we should do like a twilight, like a junior reporter segment of some sort, where we get like kids, farm kids, to do little reports on their store, on their farms, or on their commodities they know and love. Yeah, you, you yeah, should do that, Carl. Huh? Next week, <laughs> you should do that. I should do that. <laughs> no, we should. I think I thought it was fun. I was like, because it was cute, because of the things that like. Kids find interesting or find like worth sharing. I don't know. I peer-to-peer I,
5: peer-to-peer something,
3: something neat. Anyways, we'll work on that. We're gonna flesh that out a little bit. Mm. Has that already happened? Also, oh, Kristen was looking at me silly. Has that already happened? Have we no. already done something like that? Uh,
4: I, I don't know. I she
3: was just looking at me nope. funny because you're funny looking. Okay, I'll get that. <laughs>
4: I was just watching you make your bed, and
3: <laughs> uh, I had to walk right into that. Uh, so now we're doing it. <laughs> it's,
5: re- it's recorded. It's There's recorded. evidence.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Have
5: them submit me. on social media. That's what I said.
3: I mean, I, I was thinking, man, we could even turn into an ag in the classroom thing where mm-hmm. kids teaching kids, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know. You mm-hmm. could go should go crazy with it. But I, I delegate that to you. Uh, well, it's kind of
0: my go idea, forth and so
5: conquer. That.
3: And
0: that could be our farm team for future talent. See what I did there? (laughs) All right. Well I think Minor Leagues, maybe? Minor leagues, yeah. Oh
1: gosh. And I'm the one with the dad jokes, according to the script writers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, I think we've uh, just about petered out here. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: I want to thank Carl Wiggers, our producer, Allie Dowie shipley Kristen Oaks-White, Trevor Williams, and Avery Davidson. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Neil Melanson. We'll see you next time. Bye. If you can, subscribe to us on your favorite place to get
3: podcasts. Also, leave us a review wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play,
1: and let us know what you think about the show. Reviews are great, but sharing is how you show that you're caring. So bring (laughs) your mother in, bring your sister in, share this podcast with them, let them know that you enjoy listening to the Twyla After Show.
4: And don't forget this podcast is produced by the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture.